Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So I don't really mean to take two episodes in a row where we don't, uh, I guess, dive into just a few verses and we actually take a whole chapter. But, you know, sometimes you get to passages of Scripture and it really is just one kind of gigantic thought for a long time. Um, I think I think some Scripture is better if we take it as a whole. And so today, just as yesterday's episode, we were in the entirety of Matthew chapter 23. Today, we're going to be in the entirety of Matthew chapter 24. And so I hope that you take a minute uh, to maybe press pause here real quick and read it. Uh, because it's a lot. It's a lot to read. And so I hope you read it on your own a little bit. Because um, sometimes it's just better to understand it kind of in a full thought kind of way. Um, and I will say this. There is, and I'm not, um, I guess, taking the easy way out here by saying this, but I'm just letting you know. There is absolutely no way to break down all of Matthew chapter 24 in one podcast episode. There is just no way at all. I mean, this is this is one of those passages that people have talked about literally forever since Matthew wrote this gospel. Um, they've people have talked about it for so long, and we're not going to solve it in in one podcast. We're just not. Uh, but I want to kind of help come at it from maybe not a crazy and intense, intense, deep theological perspective. Because here's the deal: if you wanted to, I mean, maybe. You're sitting there listening and you're like, dude, Matthew chapter 24 is driving me crazy. Then then text me, uh, message me on the point page and let's let's meet up and let's talk about it. And man, I would love to do that. But I'm kind of taking this from the perspective of you're just opening your Bible, you're reading Matthew chapter 24. What do you come away with? Um, because this starts out in verse two of Matthew chapter 24 with Jesus predicting the fall of the temple. He actually says, do you not see all these things? Truly, I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. And and so for Jesus to predict the fall of the temple and for the temple to be destroyed, that's a pretty mind-blowing thing. That's something that's going to bother the disciples. And eventually we're going to see that the temple is taken down in AD 70. It's destroyed. But for them to hear that right now, that's something that's kind of going to make you stir a little bit. And that makes sense then because the very next verse in verse 3 the disciples approach him, uh, seemingly kind of nervous, and they're wondering, Jesus, when is this actually going to happen? Like, is this something that's soon? Is this something that's late? What what actually is going down? And now, what, what's kind of funny is that Jesus takes forever to answer this. Um, they ask in verse 3, Jesus actually doesn't answer it until verse 36, right? And even then, he actually says that no one knows, not even him, except the Father in heaven knows, which is a another interesting verse we could talk about. How is Jesus fully God and fully man? Uh, we believe in the Trinity, except the Father knows, but Jesus doesn't. That'd be a fun conversation for another day, and we could talk about that. But so this this loaded passage, and, and just being honest with you, and just being, um, I guess, transparent and real, it is a difficult one to understand. It's a difficult one to comb through because if if just being real, it's hard to tell sometimes, okay, is Jesus talking about AD 70 when the temple is going to fall or is he talking about 
what we would call the end times, right? Because a lot of people love uh, verses three through eight, right? And a lot of people would say this like end times where you have war, rumors of war and all these things. But but Jesus says in the same passage that your generation will not pass away until you see these things. And so well, let's just be honest, rumors of war have been happening for a long time. Like, is that just something now that's happening at the end times? I, I don't think it is, right? But it's a loaded conversation. It's a loaded thing to have. So if you're reading this and, and you're a high school student or maybe you're a parent and you're doing your quiet time and you get to Matthew chapter 24 and you get there and it's like, what is going on? How do I read this? <laughs> Here's kind of two things I think are going to help you read Matthew 24 better, okay? Uh, first, don't freak out. Okay, uh, a lot of people use passages like this that are difficult to understand, and it is a difficult one to understand. I'm not denying that at all, but a lot of people use this pas- passages like this to basically um, deter them from getting in the Bible more. Right? They see where, where man, this is just so hard to understand. This is just not worth it, and they put it down, or they freak out that they don't understand it. Where people have been discussing this and talking about this for for years about what this passage means and and I think so often in Matthew's gospel we've seen passage after passage after passage where it's it's clear what Jesus is saying and it's clear what the gospel's laying out and so I think to press the panic button and freak out and use a passage like this to deter us from reading it is frankly just a lame excuse but it's a people it's an excuse that people often use right it's an excuse that people would often say like well I just can't understand the Bible okay I, I get there's parts that are difficult to understand. I understand that and I get that, but I don't think that's a license and an excuse for us just to not go on and read anymore. So if you start to freak out when you're reading the Bible of, man, I can't understand it, it's going to kind of put you behind the eight ball a little bit. So I think that's step one. But then step two is this, man, read the whole thing. When you get to a passage like this, don't just kind of wade through verse by verse, although you can do that. Read the whole thing because when you get to the end of this chapter, while we can kind of, um, I guess, discuss what does Jesus mean in verses uh, 15 through 20 or 31, what does Jesus mean there? Is he talking about AD 70? Is he talking about the end times? What does Jesus mean? We, we can do that. We can do that a lot and we can talk about that a lot. But when you get to the end of the chapter, Jesus' point kind of becomes uncontroversial. J- Jesus' point kind of becomes to a place where, okay, maybe uh, some Bible scholar might disagree with another Bible scholar about what verses 15 through 31 one are talking about, but Jesus is pretty clear when you get down to verses 45 through 51. And so I'd encourage you to go read that. But essentially what he's saying is that you don't know when these end days are coming. He says, you don't know when the son of man, when he is going to return for his church, you don't know that. And so basically in verse 45 through 51, he says, you don't know, but you're to serve the master until they come. So, so it's not like this idea of, okay, okay, Jesus, let me know when you're like two months out. And those final two months, I'm going to serve you with everything I have, right? That, that's not the attitude that Jesus is laying out here. He's saying, no, you, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Yes, you look for Christ's return. You hope for Christ's return. You pray for Christ's return. Yes, all of these things. But you don't just sit and wait and sit on your hands and don't do anything. 
that, that you are. I love what verse 46 says. It says, blessed is the servant whom the master finds doing his job when he returns. And, and so listen, if maybe some of you are listening to this are like obsessed and you want to know what the end times and, and like, when is Jesus coming back and what's that going to look like? And listen, I, I get that those are fun conversations to have. And, and again, me and you can have one of those one-on-one conversations. Absolutely. But but the important thing that Jesus is getting at here is, is yes, should we understand that? Should we understand and should we try, strive to seek what he's understanding or what he's saying? Yes, I think we should. But Jesus is saying, don't get so busy thinking about the end days that you forget to live here and now. Don't get so busy thinking about the end of days that you forget that right now you have an opportunity, as he already said in Matthew chapter 5, to be salt and light. Because blessed, in verse 46, is the servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. So, I mean, are you doing the work of the Lord here and now? End time conversations are fun. It's fun to talk through Matthew chapter 24. And again, if you're like, man, I would love to know more about this, man, text me, message me. We can, we can love that. I would love to do that. I'd love to talk with you about that um and we can do it i just thought it'd be hard on this podcast format but i think that's a big thing to understand that jesus is saying don't be so focused on the end that you forget to live here and now do do we hope for christ's return yes do we pray for his return absolutely do we long for it yes but but don't be so focused on his return to forget that as citizens of the kingdom of god that implies and that impacts the way that we should live here and now thanks so much for listening the Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.